I personally like fall um, because it's like uh, it's it's such a very beautiful to me. <laughs> <laughs> Roxana, put your duck away. <laughs> I didn't want to stop. Hey, thank you for listening to Spanglish with Dale. Today we are hosted with a very full cast of me, Richie, and... And I'm Emily. Okay, so it's, a, it's the start of the year, and we know that... Um, we're going to have some new listeners and we're going to have some, um, listeners that, you know, heard us first. I thought it'd be a good idea if we all just go around, uh, let these people who are listening to us know who we are, uh, our position at least at Dale. Um, I'm Richie Rakena. I'm majoring in journalism. I'm the secretary here. What I'm about, I'm very much about journalism. I, re- I really care. I, I do a lot of work uh, for 14 East. Um, I guess I'll introduce myself. Um, I am Robbie Merkel. Um, I am a junior. I'm double majoring in political science and Latin American and Latino studies, minoring in Spanish as well. I am the president of DALE. Um, yeah, I guess like in my free time, I am a lead organizer in my hometown of Niles for the Elizabeth Warren campaign. So a lot of what I do with DALE and helping organize events, um, it kind of has given me experience in knowing what to do. Hi, I'm Emily Trujillo. I am a junior. Uh, I am a health science major. I am also involved in other things besides DALE. Um, I am the president of the DePaul Fair Trade Committee, and that is how I spend my extra time. Um, just really focusing on empowering farmers and producers in developing nations. I am the events coordinator for Best Buddies, who we build friendships with people with IDD, also known as intellectual or developmental disabilities. And that is how I spend my free time when I'm not studying or also planning events with DALE. Soy Roxana Yvonne Coronado, for those of you that don't know. Um, my dad named me, so that's like the best thing he's ever done for me. Shout out, dad. <laughs> but um, I'm the social media like specialist for DALE, and I'm also part of, I'm not a, like only part of DALE, I'm also part of the women's rugby. So if you see me with like bruises, that's why. I'm, the ground and I have become best friends the past couple <laughs> of days. And well... I'm from Michigan. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to take a little bit, bit of a break. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about our journey about the meetings and how we talked about Latinx heritage and Latinx icons. Okay, and we're back and we're going to talk first about Latinx Heritage Month. Uh, who here presented on the Latinx Heritage Month? It Emily was- did. You did. Uh, could you t- tell us a little bit about your presentation, uh, what you liked about it, what you didn't like, or something, you know? Yeah, so I presented on Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, so it's an official celebration of American citizens whose ancestry can be traced back to Spain, Mexico, Central, and South America, along with the Caribbean. And it's not only exclusive just to Americans, um, but we do celebrate it here in the United States. What I think is really interesting about Latinx Heritage Month 
is the fact that we don't start on the first of a month. Hmm. Like all the other like <laughs> heritage months, they start like the first and end the last day. And for us is like the 15th to the 15th. And I think that's so cool. We're different than the others. And I think that's really cool. Not saying like, you know, we're better or whatever, but like, it's so cool. Like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty iconic because we all start, um, it starts like the day after like, Latin American countries, a lot of Latin American countries gained independence from um, Spain. So I think it's really significant. Moving on, uh, we also talked about Latinx icons and who you look up to. Um, Robbie, I know you, you presented on this topic as well. Do you remember who you yep. uh, spoke of? <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember a ton of people. I talked about, well, of course, I had to bring up Maria Hinojosa, who was a professor here at DePaul, and she is an award-winning journalist. Um, she founded the Futuro Media Group, which focuses on covering um, issues that are important to not only Latinx in the U.S., but people of color in general. Yeah, I mean, I was able to take a class with her, too, and um, what... Something that I took from her class was uh, her, uh, I guess, uh, motto was like uh, for us as Latinx people to have like really big egos. And, and me as like as a journalist, I've gone to like press conferences and, you know, the first time, couple times I've gone, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what to do rather to just, you know, sit back and um, you maybe take some uh, pictures, maybe take some audio, but now I have more confidence to go ahead and ask the questions and, you know, cut in front of Univision or Telemundo or Fox or uh, CBS and go ahead and ask questions before them. And, you know, yeah, right. I wouldn't say I got 100% confidence from her, but definitely just some sort of like a reassurance type. You know, you know what? Mm -hmm. Take your space and have a big ego. Yeah, I mean, like, remember, I don't know if she did this in your class, but when she like told us, you know, like what you got to do when you walk in a room, Gotta walk in, stand tall, shoulders back, and like, you know, make your presence like known in the room. Someone that I really look up to right now and someone who I'm currently obsessed to obsessed about and I really wanna learn more about is Frida Kahlo. Like, I don't know, man. Like she I remember she was the first like well, Hispanic person, Latino, whatever Latina that I was introduced in school about. Like it was my art class and they said Frida Kahlo, I'm like that sounds kind of Spanish, like, that's a Spanish name. And then my teacher was like, yeah, she was a really well-known Mexican artist. I'm like, well, I'm Mexican. She's someone that I look up to just because she, like, defied so many norms back in the day. Like, she would, like, like, I guess what you call now cross-dressing, but she would just wear, like, a man's suit and make her dad piss. And I was like, yeah, girl, piss him off. Show him who's boss. And I just thought she was so great. And she, like, went into higher education during this whole time and, like, I don't know, I just don't, I want to learn more about her and I hope to one day be able to like visit her, like her house in Mexico, La Casa Azul, because I feel like that'd be great. And like... Uh, growing up, uh, Selena has always been like one of our, in Texas, like that's been one of our icons. Like you grow up like watching, listening to Selena. She's really everywhere in like San Antonio and Corpus Christi. Um, like you grow up dancing like the washing machine and listening to like all of her music and like still today like my little cousins who are like eight and nine like 
we still listen to her. We still dance. We still do like the washing machine and just remember like Selena like all like at parties and just like in when my grandparents are cooking in the kitchen, we have like some Selena playing and like we just really um, when my family we all spend a lot of time just celebrating her and like just reliving her moments. Like my dad was one of her biggest fans. He shows me pictures of him at Selena concerts and when she passed away he had um, went to her graveyard before they put like a fence around it. So it's like really cool to like relive those memories that my dad had experienced firsthand. Just want to do like a little shout out to uh, Clemente for a second. Yeah. Um, I, I know he was uh, talked a lot about um, our members brought him up and say uh, we also look up to him. Uh, not just, uh, you know, he, he was a Puerto Rican baseball player, but so much more than that. Um, also a very kind person, uh, a person who was known for, um, uh, for, for also his goodness yeah, in, in life. Um, I remember Ale uh, specifically said something like, uh, well, when you're growing up, your first couple words are what? Mama, Papa, and Clemente. <laughs> <laughs> Saying how, you know, how much of Okay, and on that light note, we're going to take another break. <laughs> so, welcome back to the Relaxiando segment. We're going to be a little bit more relaxed on this segment. It's going to be hot takes, cold takes, any takes, warm takes. Warm takes. Spicy um, takes. Spicy it's gonna takes. going to be wet takes because we're talking about ducks. Cheese First off, man. we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, a cheese man. It All is right. the cheese man. Cheese man, relaxando. All right, ready? Oh. We're going to talk about climate change. It was from September 20th um, and through September 27th. Um, over 6 7.6 million people across 185 countries participated. Um, 73 trade unions, 3,024 businesses, 820 organizations, and close to 9,000 websites participated. And millions of people take to the streets and strike for climate action, um, which is like the biggest climate mobilization in history. The global climate strike shows that we have the people power and we need to create a just world and end the era of fossil fuels. Yeah, I think... Uh one thing that I saw at the protest uh, here in Chicago uh, from uh, Grant Park to the Federal Plaza was that there were so many uh, young children and they, they really knew what was going on. They knew you know, about the politics and they knew what was at stake. They were for real, uh, I guess, educated about something and they were motivated to go out there and make a change. They, they understand what's at stake for their future at such a young age, which people who are older just don't understand or grasp that this is our future that's being played with and we just don't want to mess around with that anymore. Um, but moving on to uh, fall and autumn. Autumn. Autumh, yeah. And why is it called Thottom, uh, Roxana? I see with your hand. Yeah, Hot Girl Summer ended, and we are moving that I'm kind of friolento, so I'm already begging out the winter coat, you know, as soon as we get below 50 degrees. Dude, it's ponche season. Ponche season. Oh my god, my mom's gonna be making the ponche soon. Yeah, time for tamales and ponche. Autumn, I'm really looking forward to wearing like autumn clothes, like dressing 
warmer, putting on layers, wearing pants, sweaters, long sleeves, jackets. It's like green, earth colors. Like I try to throw in, you know, something bright here or there to bring color into such a dreary winter um, that follows after autumn, but. My favorite thing about fall and autumn is this, like you, this leaves fall off and it's like, Orange, like being from Texas, we never experienced that. So it's like, wait, so are your trees like green? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like the trees are well, they're not green because we're, in a, we're in a drought. Trees. We're in a drought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like being able to experience fall is like so awesome. It's so pretty. Okay, yeah. so for the next uh, topic, we're gonna talk about Eris Erica Sanchez, author of "I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter." Um, if you haven't read it, you should definitely check it out. I think it's a New York Times bestseller. We're talking about her because uh, she's coming to DePaul to teach in the winter. I'm like a double major in Latino studies, so I'm sure I'm going to take a class on it. Um, I think it's mostly like literature-based classes, like yeah, writing. Yeah. Um, I mean, because she is an author. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I mean, she's taking the chair role that Marino Hosa held. Yeah, I found her Instagram. It's at Erica L. Sanchez. Girl, that's Twitter. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> uh, I said Instagram? Yeah. No, I found her Twitter. You're on the bird app. I didn't know. I love Twitter. <laughs> um, I found her in her Twitter. Excuse me. Her Twitter is at Erica L. Sanchez. Um, her bio is already super cool. It's feminist, immigrant daughter. I'm not your perfect Mexican daughter. Ooh, New York nice. Times bestseller, NBA finalist, Princeton fellow. NEA chair at DePaul University. Whoa. So super exciting that she is going to be here at DePaul. And now time to reflect on some sadder news on the death of Jose Jose. Um, if you don't know who he is, he was a singer um, back in the day from the at least I want to say 70s. So he was, um, I guess, had his uh, peak uh, around the same time of Juan Gabriel and Joan Sebastian. Um, they all die in trees, as I've heard, and he's the third one to die. Um, comments? Yeah, he was battling uh, pancreatic cancer and has been hospitalized multiple times in the recent years. Pancreatic cancer is a hard battle. Any kind of cancer is really bad. Right? Yeah, so he definitely did have a good fight, but sometimes, you know, it just wins, which is also sad. But October 1st is, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, I mean, he's a Latinx icon in the music industry, so that's always huge. Wow, that's crazy, because I actually did feel kind of like sad when he did die. Um, when I, I found out he died. Until we did this. <laughs> oh, wow. I found out through Google. Okay, no, so I guess I'm the only one here that listens to Jose Jose on the, like, on the somewhat regular. Um, I did know he was sick. Um, Granted, some time had passed between he first said he had the cancer to, to now. But um, on a lighter funny. note, I guess we're going to move on to our last topic. We have JLo and Shakira. Halftime performance in Miami, February 2nd, 2020. For the Super Bowl. I am <laughs> really looking forward to this performance. Um, 
I honestly kind of love J Lo. Um, I don't know. Shakira's gonna do a whole our bunch hips of don't lie. Balling. I mean, our hips don't lie. You don't gotta Team pick Shakira. a side. You don't gotta pick a side. That's why they chose Man, both honey, of them. do you them. like losing? Because you chose the losing side. Shakira is gonna have to sides. hold the horse. Girl, oh my god, she's girl. gonna hold it down. She is multi talented She's gonna have to get a chiropractor to fix her back from holding up that whole show herself. Mm. Facts. Oh my god. My <laughs> hips Whoa. don't lie. J Lo is a good actress. I will not lie, but singer, honey. Name one Shakira song. Hips don't Besides lie. Hips don't lie. Oh, beautiful she liar. Wolf. Oh, she, she will too. But honestly, like this is a big win for Latinx people to have our representation out in the Super Bowl for everyone to hear and listen. Thank you. Waiting for tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Okay, and on that and on that bright note. Waiting um, to die. We're gonna have an outro by Robbie singing. <laughs> she didn't write that song. Uh, this has been Spanglish with Dale. And Robbie, keep on singing. You're gonna be our outro. Oh, no. <laughs> Robbie, keep, I want Robbie to be our outro. No, man. Can you hear what you say? Take my breath okay. away. And this has been our very Over first episode of the quarter weather. of Spanglish with Dale. Thank you for listening to us. Um, you have been listening to the wonderful voices of Emily, uh, and Richie, and our wonderful background singer here, and President Robbie. And we're okay. out.